0: Relevant content for our members, by our members. This is TMC Connect.
1: Happy Monday morning, everyone. I'm Rich Swabinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here once again with Monday Mortgage Quarterback. Every morning, Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, I'm joined by six lender member correspondents from the Mortgage Collaborative's National Network of Mortgage Lender Members. Uh, representing the six cities involved in three of the biggest NFL games from the week prior. We'll look to these correspondents to give us some local intel into the local housing markets they're representing, and also have a little fun dissecting the NFL action from the day prior. And what a great week, once again, week three of the NFL season. Uh, my Cleveland Browns with a really dominating defensive performance, nine sacks of former Buckeye quarterback Justin Fields uh, en route to a 26-6 uh, win over the Chicago Bears. The Browns division rival, the Baltimore Ravens, winning a crazy game on a last second field goal. That was not only the longest field goal in NFL history by Justin Tucker, but one that hit the crossbar, bounced straight up in the air and fell just over the bar. Much to the chagrin of the much maligned Lion fan base. Their coach looked horrified uh, when that thing went over the crossbar. Uh, The uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, looking real good yesterday, going in the arrowhead. Uh, Taking care of the Kansas City Chiefs, 30-24, to AFC West and the NFC West just loaded this year. Um, Both divisions, all four teams really in play, Um, not only (laughs) for playoff spots, but to do some damage in the playoffs. Uh, The New Orleans Saints with a big bounce back win in New England over the Patriots. Uh, And some surprising teams sitting there at 3-0, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Panthers teams. Nobody expected to be undefeated. Uh, as we get three weeks into the season here. So uh, moving forward to the three games that uh, we're going to break down today, let me start first by introducing our six correspondents from our lender member network. Uh, up first, representing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the CEO of the mortgage firm, Brett Lindquist. Brett, good to see you. Thanks, having You too. Awesome. Uh, representing the LA Rams, is Mike Yates on yet? I don't see Mike on yet. I think he's coming on shortly with technical difficulties. Mike is the president of Best Capital Mortgage, Best Capital Funding uh, out of Los Angeles, California. He'll be coming on to uh, talk about the LA Rams and the LA housing market. Uh, representing the Green Bay Packers, uh, the vice president for Go Mortgage, Rich Obermeyer. Rich, good to see you. Hi. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Representing the San Francisco 49, there's the chief production officer for one of our newest lender members, Provident Lending Group, Bill Massey. Bill, good to visually meet you. Good, and thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Uh, Representing the Buffalo Bills, they were featured last week as well. Their vice president of operations, just just got a chance to meet him last week, uh, out of Tarania, their VP of Ops, Joe Leone from Genesee Regional. Good morning. Nice head here, Joe. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> you see me fall over during the call just I'll take my hat <laughs> off
1: and representing the washington football team i'll slip at least once or twice and call them the redskins the ceo of ovm financial adam newman adam good to see you again bud
3: good to see you guys
1: and there is mike mike yates don't know if you have audio yet but uh, there's mike and uh good
4: to see you mike good morning sorry i'm a little tardy
1: that's okay. Hey, It's probably parting after that big uh, Rams win yesterday. And Mike, I'm going to start right there with you. Rams looking really good. I guess it's like you didn't realize how bad Jared Goff sucked until you see what's on the other side of the fence here. Matt Stafford has been unbelievable for the Rams. Yesterday, another 343 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, we know the defense has, has been really good for the Rams. We know McVeigh. Is a really innovative head coach. It seems like Matt Stafford just what the doctor ordered for your Rams. no?
4: so what I'd like to start with, I really want to thank the people from Detroit and the trade. <laughs> it was uh, stupendous, and that worked out tremendously for the Rams. It's it's pretty exciting to be confident in your quarterback when it when push comes to shove. Which you know, with golf, we were always a little scared. Always a little scared. So, yeah, it was a great game. Unbelievably good. Uh, SoFi Stadium's beautiful. Uh, Rams looked tremendous. And it wasn't, uh, you're always a little nervous with uh, Tom Brady on the other side of the field. But uh, the Rams played well and deserved to win.
1: Seems like a game we could see a rematch of in late January, maybe with the Super Bowl on the line. and, Uh, Brett, far from panic time for Tampa Bay fans. I mean, Tom Brady looked great. He was 41 of 55 for 432 yards. You got the Super Bowl. I just
5: just want to remind you guys, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So I got a little replica of the uh, Lombardi trophy. But I do have a, a quick story, Mike. I was kind of hoping you were going to show up because I didn't want to get blistered. But I swam in college at Florida State, and the swim coach was named John Stafford. And he left and moved to Texas and had a son named Matt. And uh, he played in Georgia, then played in Detroit. And so my swim coach's son at Florida State is Matt Stafford.
4: That's pretty exciting. What, what did you goal. swim? In? What what uh, strokes did you swim? Sprint freestyle. Long time ago. <laughs> Long time ago.
5: Yeah. But uh, i tell you, when uh, when the Bucks won last year, they're, down here they had a boat parade there's a lot of water and they went down a couple of rivers and i think you probably saw brady throwing the trophy over to cross boats over to uh gronkowski and uh but it's pretty cool because we got to attend the parade too so this is fun very cool and uh
1: for our podcast listeners uh brett was uh hoisting a replica lombardi trophy there uh which he's now uh yeah donning once again uh obviously defending <laughs> the buccaneers and Tampa has looked great, really. I mean, it's you know a, a good team they played yesterday on the road. If there's any area for concern for Buccaneers fans, just the secondary, I would say. I know they're a little banged up there. It just seemed like they they just could not they could not keep up with Cup and Woods and Higby and and the rest of the Rams' weapons yesterday. It seemed to be the difference.
5: Well, it was, it was a lot of fun watching the Rams play great too. I and mean, they look they look really good. And that defense, oh man, I was hoping Brady wasn't going to get hit too hard, you know so
4: uh, uh, uh gronkowski got hit pretty hard he, he left for a minute came sure. back but yeah there's there's some grown men playing on both sides of the field uh,
3: of that yes. game
1: two really good football teams and uh and we also saw two really good football teams go at it last night on sunday night football as well uh, the green bay packers and the san francisco 49ers uh, Rich, the Aaron Rodgers FU tour, you know, kind of got off to a stumbling start. Uh, even the first half against the Lions looked a little shaky, uh, really started to pull together. And, uh, you know, obviously I, the Aaron Rodgers that we all know and love and some don't love, but he looked great again last night, uh, including orchestrating a last minute drive, some big passes to Devonte Adams, no quarterback I've ever seen in my life, just can put the ball. I mean, right on a dime, like Rogers, many of those going to Adams. I think Adams had 12 catches last night. All of them. He was especially the two late that got him in position for the walk-off Mason Crosby game winner. You had to be elated as a Packers fan, Rich.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I guess we really didn't know in, in, uh, in Wisconsin here and, uh, what Aaron Rodgers was up to. I mean, didn't sound like he really wanted to play this year. And uh, I'm glad he came back. I mean, he's got, I think he's got a lot of football left in him. I really do. I think that last night kind of showed that for sure. I mean, the first, I guess week one, we looked like, like shit, but uh, this, I mean, yesterday, I mean, what do you have two touchdowns? He threw for only 260 yards, but uh, no interceptions. I mean, Dante, Dante Adams, unbelievable. You know, it's, a great win for us. I mean, I thought with thirty seven seconds left in the game that it was over. I think everybody probably did, but you know, give the guy a, a you know a half a minute he can uh, he can pull off a miracle and that's kind of what he did yesterday uh, uh, and clutch play for uh, for uh, Mason crosby unbelievable. I mean to go in there and hit a fifty one yarder um, with you know no time left on the clock. that was uh, it was a very, very exciting it's uh, I stayed up to watch it. Usually I go to bed a little little before. I don't like those late games because I get up bright and early, but uh, I stayed up to watch that one. It was, uh, it was definitely worth the watch and uh, uh, a great game, um, and hopefully we can keep something going there.
5: Uh, was, I watched the ESPN highlights this morning. It's amazing how he threw them just over the fingertips of the defenders. I mean, just inches. Amazing.
6: Yeah, and that they were going in the middle of the field. I figured they'd go to the outside or something and run out of bounds, but, you know, those – Big lineman made it down there and they were able to spike the ball and uh, a great win for us. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, get some momentum from this. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you may love him, you may hate him, but I, uh, uh, you know, he's right. You know, relax is what he said a couple of years ago. You know, yesterday, last or two weeks ago, he said, it's just one game. But, uh, you know, darn it, the guy's right. You know, (laughs) he knows how to pull off a win. And uh, yeah, we probably didn't deserve it, but I'm glad we got it.
1: Uh, Bill Massey, Provident Lending Group, uh, from a Niners fan perspective, uh, kind of a slow start. They got the offense going uh, in the second half. Jimmy G uh, with a couple touchdown passes. Uh, The signature San Fran running game, I know they've had some injuries and some other issues in the backfield, but... Just really seemed to be the difference. Uh, Only 21 carries for just 67 yards. You know, Shanahan's going to try to base everything around the run. The the Packers run game and run statistics have been really bad going into that game. They were able to step up and hold the Niners down on the ground. Um, But again, we're in position to win the game up a point with 30 seconds left. And uh, it was kind of like, you know, like the opening game of the season, the Thursday nighter. When they gave Brady, the Cowboys gave Brady the ball back. As a Niners fan, you got to be like, any time
0: is too much uh, with Rodgers on the other side, right? <laughs> yeah, he's done it a few times. But, uh, you know, what's the old adage? You know, when you play pre prevent defense, the only thing that it prevents you from doing is winning. And that's <laughs> kind of what happened last night, you know, right? I mean, uh, you know, I think if you stay aggressive and continue to play your game, you, you have a much better chance of winning. Um, I think, you know, one of the things, you know, look, the 49er offense is going to continue to evolve the Shanahan and the quarterback situation. And obviously, you know, we're down to our fourth string running back and that type of thing. And so all those things are going to come around and, and get back in place. But, you know, I think one of the big differences this year is they have the same talent on defense, but I'm not sure they have the same approach. OK, I mean, they lost Robert Slay last year, uh, you know, the defensive coordinator, I think, to the Jets. And, uh, and I think it kind of shows. I mean, so far this year, even though they have the same dominating players, they just have not played the same kind of defense as they have in the past. They haven't been as dominating or as physical as they've been in the past. So hopefully that starts to come around. But, you know, you still have to give Aaron Rodgers his due.
1: Good point. Somewhat a victim of their own success. Uh, my Cleveland Browns RD coordinator, Joe Woods, came from San Fran. Uh, the Jets head coach, Robert Soleil. Uh, their last two defensive coordinators, all in different spots now. and But after last year, Niners, so many injuries. Looks like uh, things look good for them. They look like a playoff team to me. Uh, it's just the NFC West. I mean, Seattle at one and two, you know, looking up at everybody right now. And uh you could envision a scenario where the a- now with the extra wildcard team on both sides, the AFC yeah. West and the NFC West are gonna all four of those teams are gonna be in play for playoff spots, which will be interesting down the down the stretch. So
0: yeah league league play is going to be a bloodbath.
1: Yeah conference games are going to be huge division games are going to be huge especially out west so uh moving on to our last game that we're covering here this week uh the Buffalo Bills Uh, With a big win yesterday over the Washington football team, Uh, Joe Leone, Genesee Regional Bank, the Bills stumbled out of the gate against the Steelers, good first half, and just kind of fell apart in the second half with blocking issues and penalties these last two weeks, uh, just shutting out the Dolphins, completely dominating them, and then yesterday against the Washington team you know many expected to be a very good team this year not that they won't be but really dominating putting up 43 points on a team purported to have one of the better defenses in football coming into the year uh Josh Allen yesterday man he is really rolling now four touchdown passes almost 360 yards through the air uh had to be uh sight for sore eyes for a Bills fan right Joe
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, excuse me, i take my hat off. Hopefully it didn't mess my hair up too much, but I'm getting a little warm. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, I think all Bills fans are breathing a sigh of relief after yesterday. You know, you know, the first two games, although we won 35-0 against Miami, I mean, it was, it wasn't Josh's best performance. And yesterday kind of gave us uh, the Josh Allen that we we all thought we resigned to a contract extension. I think you said 75% completion, five total touchdowns. Um, you know, he was hotter than the housing markets and, and the local housing markets. So, uh, you know, it was very, uh, comforting to see, and, you know, our defense played great too, um, less than 300 yards, given up three turnovers. Um, you know, we got Houston coming up on deck before a, a big Kansas city chiefs matchup. So, um, some, some fun times coming to Buffalo.
1: I am Newman, OVM financial, uh, the Washington football team, uh, we talked in Terranea. This is my NFC team. I grew up with family in DC, so I've been following the Skins uh and the Browns uh, since I've been a kid and um you know, really surprised a lot of people last year by having a defense uh that was ranked second statistically in the NFL. Um coming into this season, uh, they made a lot of additions uh, in free agency, picked up some nice players in the draft, but The defense so far, uh, 815 yards allowed the first two weeks, another 481 given up yesterday. Uh, you know, they got down just out of the gate, 21 nothing and, uh, Taylor Heineke, some good, some bad, but uh, at the end of the day, they just, they got out of the gates too slow. And your thoughts as a Washington fan?
3: Well, like you said, defense is supposed to be, you know, the, the the cornerstone of this team with four number one draft picks sitting on that defensive line. Um, but unfortunately, three straight games, you've been up a drive of over 75 yards to, um, in the opening drive of each game. So uh, with a um, more inexperienced, uh, maybe not the best quarterback at the helm, uh, you put him in a hole all three games, and we are not necessarily, uh, you know, built for to be a comeback team, particularly yesterday when we fall behind 21-0 in the first quarter. So – um, you know there, there is some hope. I, I would, uh, you know, if we have any hope of winning this division, I'd say this week against Atlanta is uh, actually a must-win for us here in week four, which is a little early to to make that statement, especially since we've added a you know a 17th game this year. But uh, the way I look at it, we've, we've got uh, after Atlanta, we've got New Orleans and KC back to back. So um, you know, I think we, we've got to get this Atlanta win so that uh, you know we, we can at least be you know somewhat near 500. Uh, you know, hit the, the divisional stretch towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah, and obviously, you know, NFC East is going to be up for grabs. Uh, you got the Eagles and the Cowboys going at it tonight. Giants look like they're going to be a train wreck all year, losing at home to the Falcons yesterday. Um, And, you know, Philly and Dallas, we've seen some good, we've seen some bad. Dallas really injury maligned. Uh, Philly, one great game, one not so good. But a lot of opportunity for Washington. Seems like the issues like we talked about with Tampa seemed to be in the secondary uh, Richard Sherman uh, fresh off an incident in the offseason. But uh, you have to imagine that uh, Washington, Tampa, a couple other teams may may be I'm ringing tired. the phone yeah. on Mr. Sherman these next couple of
3: weeks here. Wouldn't be surprised.
1: Excellent. Well, great recaps of the games. And uh, now let's go back through our correspondence to get some local insight into the housing markets that they're representing. And uh, we'll go back through in the same order, Uh, Mike Yates, Best Capital Funding. We had uh, your friend Paul Campbell on last week uh, from Quick Mortgage and Equilibrium Solutions that was representing the Chargers and Uh, spoke a little bit to the LA housing market, obviously a huge metropolitan market. That's your neck of the woods. Uh, Give us your overview, your synopsis of the LA housing market as we head into the heart of fall here.
4: Still tight inventories. It's clearing up a little bit, but uh, prices have moved up pretty dramatically over the last year. I think we're at a 760 median sales price in the LA County, which sounds uh, like quite a big number compared to my average loan amount being about 345. So it's a, it's a different marketplace out there. A lot of jumbo loans um, and a lot of cash buyers going around uh, doing stuff right now.
1: And Brett, the Tampa Bay housing market, I put together a little primer for these sessions and, you know, we pull off the Redfin complete score, which is a one to a hundred score that represents how hot the housing market is uh, from Redfin using a bunch of different factors and pull off some analysis from the NORAD website as well. And uh, As I am each week, was I don't know why I was surprised, but the Tampa Bay housing market, 78 out of 100, Redfin complete score. Uh, the analysis that uh, I sifted through pointed to a, a really just popping housing market in Tampa.
5: You know, I've, I've over the years I've always said, you know, even if someone, if you ask somebody, where do you want to retire? If, in the, if they're in the Northeast, whether they're kidding or not, they say Florida, right? And so, um, but I, I just pulled up some numbers. The uh, average, the median house price is up twenty-one point four percent to three thirty-eight. The average house price is up twenty percent to four four twenty. Uh, you know, we'll have we have anywhere from mobile homes to actually Derek Jeter just sold his house. You know, they have the the Yankees have spring training in Tampa, and I think his house sold for 28 million. So we have a wide range of you know what what the different prices are. But uh year to date sales are up 13.9%, condos are up 18.8, cash sales are up 71%, uh 30% of sales are cash here. A lot of out of state investors are coming down and, and picking up property down here, so it's a it's a good market. And, and oh, by the way, it's eighty eight to ninety degrees uh, right now. So if you want to go boat, come on down.
1: <laughs> it's where a lot of people from Cleveland, Green Bay, uh, Buffalo uh, end up.
5: <laughs> Actually, you, you, you brought up a good. So the uh, the the eastern U.S., like New York, New Jersey, they go down to Boca, Del uh, Delray, West Palm. The Midwesterners come here, so we have a lot of good, you know, Minneapolis, Wisconsin, a lot of good people coming down, and Canadians come down to the West Coast here. A good segue to move to uh, Rich Obermeyer, Go
1: Mortgage, and uh, Rich, we featured Green Bay last week, or two, I'm sorry, in the opening week, uh, when they, uh, in their opening week loss, and Dana Vandenack from Nicolet National Bank up there, uh, you know, pointed to a pretty fiercely competitive housing market in northeastern Wisconsin uh give us your perspective on the northern northeast Wisconsin Green Bay housing market
6: yeah I'm really actually down in southeastern Wisconsin I'm in the Milwaukee areas where I'm physically located um and uh, Brett to speak to your area there I got a I got a condo down in Sarasota so I like all property property values are going up down there so right, the (laughs) Midwesterners do like the warm yes uh, you know south Florida that's that's for sure so uh uh, but here, here in Wisconsin, though, I think it's very similar to what Mike described in his market is, you know, inventories, you know, they're they're kind of low here, definitely, uh, definitely low as far as inventory goes. It seems like it's getting a little bit better where we're not seeing people paying, you know, 20, 30, 40 grand over asking price as they were doing maybe a few months back. But it's still a very warm market, but it seems to be settling a little bit. Um, and inventories, yeah, again, low, but I think that... Uh, um, I think it's going to be a good spring for for that. I think it's kind of, sl- again, slowed right now, but I think in the spring it's going to pick up again and hopefully there'll be more inventory uh, in in southeastern Wisconsin.
1: And some incredible action in your neck of the woods these last three days as well, uh, whistling straights. Oh my God, it was, talk about I had the three TV action going on yesterday with uh, the <laughs> NFL red zone and the Ryder cup. It was like sensory overload for me, but what, what an incredible golf course. I mean, I've That's seen it, previous it, it, uh, majors there, but it's amazing.
6: It is. It is a beautiful course. Chad JMP to our president and uh, and uh, I think his father flew in from Pittsburgh and they went to the game and uh, I went to the, to the matches there on Saturday, but yeah, what an event and great for USA to win. And we beat really beat the shit out of them yesterday, which I thought was wonderful. Uh <laughs> Um, I mean, good for us, I guess. I think think our our team is going to be good for a number of years now. And we got some good young golfers here that, you know, I think are going to, you know, hopefully we can keep that cup here for uh, for a long time, I hope. Should be interesting. And uh, Bill Massey,
1: the San Francisco housing market, you know, since the pandemic, you've heard anecdotal stuff about, you know, potentially a flight away from, you know, higher priced tech, focused cities like san francisco to cities in the midwest like denver and austin and nashville but the data that we pulled on the san francisco housing market pointed to something different a very competitive housing market um and not any sort of uh, evidence of any kind of flight that's negatively impacting things there your thoughts
0: yeah you know i mean i was born and bred in california and uh you know, as far back as I can remember, everybody has talked about San Francisco and, a, and the housing market, market falling apart and prices coming down in a bubble and that type of thing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's never happened. And, uh, you know, and, and it's certainly the case today, you know, I mean, the, uh, the median price home in San Francisco, and I took the Liberty to round up, um, is $1.49 million. That's the median price home. And, uh, you know, and they had 607 homes sold in in uh, uh, August. Uh, average time on the market was 22 days. 68% of the homes sold above asking price. 92% sold at or above asking price. So clearly, you know, there there were there was talk of you know when the pandemic hit. This gave a lot of people the option, particularly in the tech industry, that they could leave town and go work someplace else and work remote. And so they did. A lot of them did. Um, but kind of the general feeling is, is that uh, there were a lot of people that kind of already had one foot out the door already that were looking to make a move out of San Francisco. But the feedback is that, uh, you know, for um, every house that's coming on the market right now, there's 10 people looking. So clearly the market's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And, you know, with the tech money and in particular in the, in, The San Francisco market, I don't think it's going to. I think it's just, it's going to remain strong. You know, in the last three years, if you go back and you look at the market, the average price or at median price in San Francisco has bounced between 2.75 million and 1.525 million. Uh, And it's just been consistent. It's up and down, and that's where it stayed. And I I think it's, you know, as crazy as that sounds, I think it's going to stay that way.
1: Joe Leone, Genesee Regional. Uh, $2 million median, uh, sales price in Buffalo. No.
2: Yeah. You know, that sounds about uh tenfold of, 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 what we see here. Uh, but, uh, you know, locally, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the same of what these guys have said, you know, our inventory uh year over year is down 40% from last year. Um, you know, which is driving prices up. We've seen a steady, uh, stable increase in prices. Um, a lot of offers going in, you're probably seeing 10 to 20 offers going in on houses, um, a mortgage uh, company's worst dream, a lot of cash uh, transactions going through. Um, so, you know, it, it is a very similar, makes me uh, kind of reiterates what we witnessed last week coming out to the, the conference, you know, a lot of the same issues going on, not just in our local market, but nationwide. And um, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out, you know, again, a lot of talk of bubbles, but we've really created a new bottom with the with the prices. And one thing we're seeing here locally is a lot of downstate transplants. Uh, people that can get away from New York City still working remotely, uh, moving up, buying a house you know, for a third of the price, uh, but overpaying by $100,000 because it's still much less uh, than they would pay downstate. So, um, you know, very good things. And, and hopefully, you know, we'll see uh, this continue on into next year, but maybe with some more inventory.
1: Yeah. And for whatever it's worth, Buffalo, New York. Uh, the highest Redfin complete score of any of the cities that we've profiled so far yet on Monday Mortgage Quarterback, 81 out of 100. So not seeing, you know, obviously the same types of median sale prices or loan amounts um, that uh, you see in other parts of the country, but a very hot housing market. And uh, moving to our final correspondent, Adam Newman from OVM Financial, the DC housing market Very transient, very seasonal historically, just because of the impact of uh, politics and D.C.-based businesses. How has the D.C. housing market held up, fared since the pandemic started and some recent trends that you're seeing in D.C.?
3: Well, two things, Rich. You know, I don't actually, uh, you know, um, live in D.C. I'm about three and a half miles south uh, or three and a half hours south. Um, But we do do some business up there um t- typically um what we're seeing up there is something uh more along the lines of you know your san francisco your la the, the, the house prices have uh, had a, a larger um increase than they have down south here um numerous people bidding on them the median home price going to especially um inside the beltway getting you know to the point of unaffordable for anybody that is not a lobbyist a lawyer or a doctor um and, you know, definitely some concerns there, you know, about that and you know, affordable housing in, in the, in the um, you know, the, the, the nice parts of D.C. has become, uh, you know, an oxymoron. There isn't any, um, you know, multiple bidders on everything, even the, you know, two to $3 million homes are having multiple bidders. So you, you, when that starts to happen, you know, there's some, some craziness going on. Um, in my MSA, um, you know, down here in the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area, um, a little less hectic than that, but uh, you know, for about a six-month stretch, I would say you know, um, home prices increased about 25% down here, which is really fast for us. Um, they have leveled off maybe a little bit in the last 90 days, where we're not seeing as much increase in the price, but we're still seeing bidding wars on the homes. They're just priced a little better to begin with. Um, you know, in all honesty, they're, they're they're pricing a little higher, and they're not having the huge bidding wars on them. They're just uh, you know. They're, the escalations aren't there. Um homes are still uh you know not, you know, they're still not staying on the market. Um it's priced well, it's a decent home. It's going to sell that weekend. It comes on the market. And um, as long as that continues to happen, inventory is just not going to stack up. I mean, we see we've seen a small percentage of inventory increase, but it's not enough to get us into what I would consider a healthy or balanced market uh, or anywhere close to it, to be honest with you.
1: Be interesting to see how the inventory issue plays out with yeah, still a lot of demand for people to buy homes, no apparent solutions in sight um, of any significance to help the inventory problem in these six markets and markets all across America. Something certainly we'll keep an eye on here at the Mortgage Collaborative and Uh, Want to thank all six of our correspondents once again for this entertaining whirlwind through uh, some of the biggest NFL games of the week and uh, some insight in your local housing market. So uh, I want to thank all you guys for joining me this week.
5: Rich, if if you guys want to talk about hockey too, we got the Stanley Cup down here in Tampa. And oh, by the the way, we're a runner-up in baseball, so it's town, Tampa, baby.
1: I am sitting on a Tampa Bay Rays uh, ticket I bought in Vegas to uh, win the World series uh, at a nice little uh, uh, odds multiple. So I'll be with my Indians out of it, uh, pulling for your Rays. Let's just put it that way as we get into the MLB playoffs. But uh, thank you. <laughs>
6: um,
1: and also want to thank our attendees, our live audience, and uh, also uh, all of you that are watching this on our YouTube page or where most of you listen is a podcast. I uh, really appreciate you taking 30 minutes each week out with us. And uh, we'll be back every single Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern with Monday Mortgage Quarterback. And until then, have a great rest of the week, everyone. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
0: For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.